the uh, motivational gifts this morning, and uh, I had no no qualms about that. They do an excellent job. I've seen them teach it before, and uh, just quality, quality teaching, and and we thank them for uh, for what they have done. Uh, I'm gonna try to come behind them. Don't know why. Try to preach it and see how we can uh, agree together and all that the word of God says. I am reading from the uh, New American Standard Bible. I will try to teach it in a way that is understandable and give a overall scheme to it. There's no way that I can go in depth in all of the uh, groups of, of gifts, but uh, we are going to try to start it today, finish it up next week. Amen. Amen. We are going to begin in chapter 12, verse 3. I am reading from the New American Standard Bible, and it reads as such in our hearing. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than, than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body and all members do not have the same function, so, who are, so we who are Many are one body in Christ, individual members, one of another. Since we have gifts that different according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophesy or perceiver, then according to the proportion of this faith, if you are a helper, a service, then in your serving, he that teaches in his teaching, he that exhorts or encourages in the exhortation, he who gives liberally, he who leads with diligence, he that shows mercy with cheerfulness. Amen. Amen. Let's stop there. Amen. The thought that I want to bring to you is God's purpose for his gifts in the church. God's purpose for his gifts in the church. Or let me give you another thought. Manifest Jesus. Amen. Just manifest Jesus. Father, even now. Father, behind me, behind your kind of glory. Lord, so decrease me that people no longer see me or hear me, but they see Christ. Father, ultimately, we have to see Christ. So I pray today that he will be seen. Father, do it in such a way that we know that it's you. So hide me, that I may be hidden behind your Shekinah glory, 
and allow the person, the name, the deeds, the glory of Jesus to be manifest. Lord, please, Lord, we pray. Amen. I am of the opinion that if you don't know the proper use of something, you will misuse it. Amen. Amen. If, if you are never told what I think is, is how it works, what it's for, and you don't have a clue what to do with it, instead of using it for its proper use, that which it was created for, you will use it out of context. You will use it out of position. You will use it in a way that will cause more harm than good. There's a reason why the state does not give license to kids under 15. Because they feel like that they won't know how to use a car. They don't have the emotional or the intelligence to use a car in a proper way. Have you ever seen a four-year-old driving down the highway? The reason why you don't see that because a four-year-old can't handle a car because they don't have the capacity to use or to understand the purpose of the car, the means of the car. And whenever we really don't understand, people get hurt. I am afraid today that one of the problems in the church as a whole is that Many times we as Christians have been given gifts by God and because we don't have a proper understanding of how to use them, what to use them, when to use them, instead of blessing the body, we've been hurting the body because we've been using things out of context. I believe, I believe, I believe if we ever got a glimpse of how to function and operate in the way that God wants us to operate, I think that we would see Jesus all over the place. Amen. The reason why I say that, because from a spiritual point of view, when God looks down, the roof is tore off. I believe that God and the angels are looking down in every church, and what they want to see is not us, but Christ in us. I don't think we heard that. The gifts, I believe, is an expression of God himself through the Holy Spirit. It shows Christ in us when it operates in the right way, which means then that we ought to be seeing Christ all over the place. Didn't you see Christ while the youth was singing? Didn't you see Christ? See, when it's done the right way, it does not bring glory to you. It brings glory to Christ. And when we are operating in the gifts that God has given the church, it is an expression. It is a snapshot. It is a picture of Christ in us through the Holy Ghost. Listen, 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 listen. In Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 11, 
what it says there, 10 and 11, what it says there is that when Christ ascended and ascended and he gave gifts unto man, what that means that after Christ defeated the devil, after he died on Calvary, after he died Friday night, he went down to hell like 1 Peter chapter 3 and preached the gospel to them. He preached to the ones that was waiting on him, said, I did it, I am here. And he preached to the demons and the devil and said, victory is mine. Then notice what it said. When he upsended, he gave gifts to man. What is he talking about? What is he talking about? That is an Old Testament picture. That is an Old Testament picture of someone that had victory. See, for us today, we have satellite, we got TV, we got telephone, which means communication travels quickly. Which means that if somebody goes to war and say they won when they really lost, we got satellites that will pick up the picture and we know the truth before they get back. But back then, they could go to a foreign land and say, we kicked their butts, when the truth is they got their butt kicked. <laughs> the proof that they won is they brought back spoils. Oh, y'all don't hear me. They brought back spoils. What you mean? See, if they won, they took all the gold, all the silver, all the brass, all the fine linen, they took everything that was of value and they came back loaded. They came back with money. They came back with trinkets. They came back with diamonds. They came back with gold. They came back with everything. And as they rolled in the town, as they rolled back home, people would gather in the streets, cheer and shouting their name and they would throw out the, the stuff. Listen, did you know that every time you use what God has given you, you shame the devil? Yeah. Let me see if I can explain. Say that Christ threw this out, and this is real gold. And every time you walk in my house, I got this sitting up on the on a, on a trophy stand. And every time you asked about it, I would say, this is Jesus' victory. Yeah. Hey, y'all don't hear me. Every time you see me, I'm carrying what they gave me when they came back from the victory. And I love talking about it because this is pure gold. You got something better than gold. You got an expression of the Holy Ghost. And every time we use it, it makes the devil remind he's defeated. Yeah. Every time we use a gift from God, Every time there's an expression of Christ in us, it says to the world that the devil is defeated. I think that angels get excited when we use our gifts. I think that they look down and say, look at Jesus over there. Look at Jesus over there. Look at Jesus over there. This place ought to smell like Jesus, look like Jesus, act like Jesus, love like Jesus. There ought to be Jesus all up in the place. You know what? If we really was expressing Jesus, we couldn't get enough people in here. Oh, y'all. I don't think y'all hear me. I, 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 I think that, that if we really was operating the way the church ought to operate, 
folks will come running because there's something about Jesus that makes everything okay. And too many times what happens is because we don't understand what we have and really what it's about, we misuse our gifts. How can I say this? Did you know that unless we do it out of love, that you'll give hurt folks and not bless folks? When we, when we, when we, when we, when we, when our attitude get the best of us, and we're not doing it for other folks, but we're doing it for us, what happens is instead of Jesus being seen, we get in the way of the manifestation of Christ. And instead of there being an expression of Jesus, there's an expression of us. I hate to tell you this. I didn't really come to see you. I came to see Jesus. Is there anybody in the house that really can? Don't get me wrong. I'm glad to see you. But I got to see Jesus. That's got to see. Got to see. Got to see. Got to see. Will you turn with me? Or, or let's, let's look at this. Look what he says. He says in verse, he verse, 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 verse 4, he said, just as we are many members of one body, all members do not have the same function or gift. So we are many, are one body in Christ, individual members of one another. Oh, how it ought to be a blessing when we come together. Oh, there ought to be something that takes place in here. If all of us got Jesus and we got our gift, there ought to be something that takes place that is indescribable. We come running to church because we know when we get here, we're going to get blessed. We know when we get here, God's going to do something. We Hold on, let's, let's, let's go on. Let's, let's go on. Since we have gifts, Different, not just some of us, all of us, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace that is given you. That means then that what we got is not of the flesh. In the church, this is our spiritual source. Let me explain. There's nothing else that feeds your spirit but the church. You can go on the outside, find an unsaved doctor that can operate on your body and his talents and his skills will heal your body. You can go on the outside, find a lawyer that don't know Jesus, but because he is talented and skilled in being a lawyer, he will help you in the courtroom. You can find a psychiatrist that may know his craft and he will help you emotionally. But none of them outside of Jesus can touch your spirit. The only place that can minister to your spiritual man is when you come to church and you got spiritual brothers and sisters that got spiritual gifts that operate in the church to build us up spiritually. God put this thing so together. 
desert that what happens in the church can only come from the church because the church is the only thing that is hooked up to Jesus. This is our spiritual source that other folks can deal with your mind, can deal with your emotion, but can't nothing, can't nothing else feed your spirit. Your spirit got to have the word of God. Your spirit got to have praise. Your spirit got to have prayer. And that happens in the... Oh, y'all didn't say a lot. That happens in the... That happens in the... That happens in the... When you come here, I'm not trying to tellulate your mind. I'm not trying to make you emotionally feel good. I'm trying to feed your spirit. And your spirit can make you feel good. Your spirit can make your mind think right. But it starts in the spirit. Wait a minute. Which means then, if we are trying to do spiritual things in the natural, We're trying to preach, and it's us and not the Holy Spirit. If we're trying to usher, and it's us and it's not the Holy Spirit. If we're trying to dig our saying, our pray, and it's the natural, it's not the spirit. Instead of blessing folks, we be. Because the flesh fighteth against the spirit, and if I come up in here, no matter how cute, no matter how well we sound, if this not the spirit of God operating in the midst of it, we might as well sit down and shut up. This is spiritual, y'all. That's why your flesh don't want to stay asleep. That's why you try to go to sleep, because your flesh don't want to get blessed. But there ought to be something in your spirit saying, I need this. This is good for me. You just don't know. I barely made it. And now that I'm here, I'm not going to miss what God has for me in the midst of the church. The most dangerous thing in the world. The most dangerous thing in the world is to be anointed by God and not under the Holy Spirit. Because I don't care how gifted you are, you can misappropriate the gift. And instead of it being a blessing, it's a curse. We don't need to see you. My God, the most stinkiest thing in the world is the flesh trying to do what only the spirit can do. It stinks. Oh, y'all, 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 Ephesians chapter 4. I'm, I'm trying to get where we need to get to. Ephesians chapter 4. I am beginning in verse 
11. Let me begin in verse 8. Let me begin in verse 7. If I'm not careful, I may begin in verse 1. But each one of us, grace was given according to the mercy or the measure of Christ's gift. It's a grace gift. It's a grace gift. There are three categories of grace gifts. Here in Ephesians chapter 4, it begins to outline offices. Offices. There are offices that were established in the church to help structure the church and help encourage the church and build up the church that we act like the church. They hold offices, and in that office is a certain anointing that that person abides in that enables them to do what they do. It's different than the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, there was only three offices that God anointed as offices. He anointed gifts, but not offices. In the Old Testament, he anointed the king, the priest, and the prophet. The king was supposed to rule under God's kingdomship. The priest was to offer offering from the people to God and speak to God for the people. The prophet spoke from God to the people. And each of them remained in their own place. Sometimes somebody was a prophet and a priest. Amen? But I tell you what. Today, what the Bible says is that he established pro apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Some link up pastor and teacher together because in the Greek it doesn't say some teachers. It just says pastor, teacher. Some say it's fivefold. Some say it's a fourfold. I'm not here to argue that. It really doesn't matter. I'm not even here to argue whether there's apostles or prophets. Let me just tell you this. Titles don't make a difference. I'm sick of tired of folks going around titling themselves and expecting folks to bow down. The only one you bow down to is the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let nobody tell you what God has for you unless God has told you. Well, how, how in the world did we get so jacked up that we're giving people the place that only Christ holds. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. We're giving people what Christ holds. Listen, if you are anointed, if you are gifted, it's God that gave it to you. Don't act like you something more than anybody else. You can't brag about what God gave you. Give God the praise. The most dangerous thing is to be anointed and gifted highly because pride can come in. Pray for a person. Matter of fact, pray that they don't see how anointed they are. Pray that they don't see how gifted they are because if they begin to see themselves, it may be too much for them. 
That's what happened to Satan. Here his name is Lucifer, and he is, oh, he's a bad, shut your mouth. He's so beautiful, he got caught up in his own beauty. His wings got diamonds, got topaz, got emeralds, got all precious type of metals and gold in it. He reflected the glory of Jesus and, and the Holy Ghost and the Father. Wasn't nobody as beautiful as him. He was a bad shut your mouth. But one day he saw himself in a mirror and started looking too long. Be careful of your mirror. Be careful of your mirror. Don't look at yourself too long. Don't, 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 don't take serious what people say about you. You best humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You must remember that everything you got, everything you are, God gave it to you. You best remember that if the Lord don't keep you, if the Lord don't anoint you, if the Lord don't bless you, you have nothing to offer. in the world did we turn this thing that is all about Jesus and make it all about us? This is not showtime, uh, Apostle? Apollo? Ultimately, ultimately, we must decrease. He must increase. And if God can trust us with a little bit, don't you know? He'll give you more. In fact, let me tell you something. Your anointing going to cost you something. Be afraid of pray, praying for a great anointing because it's going to cost you. God's going to have to break you. God got to crush you because he got to break you in order to trust you with what he gives you so that when you're used by God, you don't even know you're being used by God. And what happens is you are so sick of yourself that you don't want folks to see you. You want them to see Christ. That at the end of what you do, you can walk out of the room and folks don't even know that you're gone. Because it wasn't about you. It's about Christ. In my mind, in my mind, the greatest sermon that will ever be preached would be that when that person gets through preaching, that everybody see Christ like they never seen him before. And that person can pack his Bible, walk out of the room, leave the church, and nobody would notice. Nobody will even notice that he's gone. Why? Because it's not about us. Oh, we just pointers. We point to Jesus. Even the Holy Ghost don't come to talk about himself. The Holy Ghost comes to talk about Jesus. I believe that the gifts, let me hurry, 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 You understand. I have forgotten more about this stuff than I know now. Because from where I came from, 
I had to learn this stuff. I had to know this stuff. I had to seek God for it. I have forgotten more about it than what I'm teaching you. Because I had to have an understanding. It was critical for me to know this stuff. I just didn't get this. I got this stuff on my knees before God said, well, unless you show me, I'm going to lose my way. And God will bring the scriptures and show you. Well, you see it in the Old Testament. You see it in the New Testament. These offices, listen, are gifts to the church that it may build up in courage and set the church in order. Apostle, at the, at the core of apostle, has the ability to set up churches. I don't know if there's apostles there. I know there's people operating in apostleship that sets up churches. Now, whether they should take the title or not, what difference does it make? We got, we got folks who are appointing themselves as apostles. And what they're trying to do is control people's lives. Someone came to me a couple of weeks ago. Not a member of this church, so I knew a long time ago. And as they started talking, I said, why did you give someone so much power over you? Why did you allow them to tell you what to do when God already told you what to do? And we are allowing folks who put their pants on one leg at a time. And even if they do put their pants on two leg at a time, they still ain't nothing but a folk. You best get your word from God. You best get in the word and allow the word to speak to you. Then they can confirm to you what the word says. No, listen, no Jesus for yourself. No Jesus for yourself. Prophet was to speak the word of God because it was not a written word. So the written word was what they spoke, then they wrote it. We have the collection of what was spoken. Now it's written. It don't have to be spoken anymore. Now people walk, they work in prophecy, which is just a picture. Just a picture. But nothing that is additional or add on to the word of God. The word of God is complete within itself. And if they give you a picture, and if the principle of it is not in the word of God, you best not listen to There's a whole lot of devils running around in the name of Jesus. Oh, y'all didn't hear. There's a whole lot of devils running around in the name of Jesus. Okay, 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 okay. Evangelists is like Billy Graham who preached to get people saved and they got a word for the body of Christ. The, the pastor, of course, is one that is in the set church. You know what? Jet corrected me. I said this morning, there was a time when I went out, I couldn't remember who was out of town, but it was Jet. And, and, and his family and my family, we went on vacation one year. And as we got to the place where we was going, I just started saying, it's gone. 
They started looking at me like I was crazy because of the way I was saying it. I was shocked and amazed because the weight had lifted. I didn't even realize I was operating under that type of weight. You know, if you carry a 200-pound vest all the time, after a while you don't even know you're carrying it. I'm used to the weight. And there is an anointing to be able to hold the weight. Don't ever want to get someplace where God hasn't called you. Because if God hasn't called you to be there, it will kill you. Some of y'all, some of y'all just think I preach on Sunday. You don't have a clue what I do. If you ran with me for a week, you wouldn't run with me no more. Hold on. Someone who has run with me. What you said? And you ain't talking about what you heard. You're talking about what you... Don't have a clue. I deal with life and death situations all the time. I deal with the hurts of folks who've been through stuff that if you heard the story, you would say enough. I not only got to deal with everybody else's way, I got to deal with my own way because what the devil throws at me trying to take me down is more than what he's going to throw at you. Because if he takes me down, it's going to affect you. And the higher you go, the bigger devil you're going to fight. I was amazed. I couldn't believe it. You know what the funny thing? On the way back, when we was coming towards Kentucky and we started seeing Cincinnati, I said, it's coming back. <laughs> I wanted to cry. I wanted to say, no, Lord, no. I felt it actually coming back down on me. I was shocked. I was shocked because I did not have a clue of the weight it carry 24-7. You can't pay me enough to a pastor you are. Let me say that again. You can't pay me enough to a pastor you are. It would kill me if the anointing wasn't on it. If I could, I would quit, but I can't. God won't let me. God won't let. I'm not here because I want to be here. I'm here because I'm trying to please him. I did not call myself. God called me. And if you step in what God has called you to do, you best be there because God called you. You best not place yourself where God hasn't placed you. It will kill you. There's an anointing. There's an anointing that keeps that person, that enables that person, that supports that person from not losing their mind. Don't get me wrong, I love y'all. But I can't put up with y'all. Nobody can. It takes the spirit of God. Let's go on. Y'all can write me the letters if y'all want to. 
I know that's right. Can't, none of us can handle ourselves. None of us can stand ourselves. It's by the grace and mercy of God. All of us get attitude sometimes. All of us have a bad day. All of us get our, 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 our. I thank God for his mercy. I thank God for his grace that keeps us. Can't stand yourself something. Let's move on. Turn with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Those were the offices. Those were the offices. Chapter 12 gives us the power guess. Perhaps a better word would be manifestation guess, where the gifts are, are manifest. They are manifest in the midst of the church. These show, these show the power and the attributes of God. They show the power and the attributes of God. Let's see where I want to start. He says here, he says in verse 7, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, but to each one is given the manifestation. Say that with me. The manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Notice what he said. Not for your good. For the common good of the body. In the church, it's always about the whole body. It's always about the whole body. In the church, if you're not blessing somebody else, then you're not doing what you're supposed to do. If what you do ain't blessing somebody. My God, I, 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 I wish God would check our attitudes. You know what, you ought to check your attitude at the driveway. You ought to check, keep your attitude at home before you come to church. And if you're doing something for God in the church, if you can't check your attitude, then I will accept you not to do what you're supposed to do that day. I'd rather for you to take a sabbatical, get your attitude together, than to come in here not acting in the spirit of God and hurt somebody. Listen, we already coming in here hurt. We don't need somebody here to hurt us. The world done cut us. The world done talked about us. The world done almost killed us. We coming in here to get some help. We're coming in here to get some strength. We're coming in here to get some encouragement. Barely made it in here. I surely don't need you to look at me cross-eyed. I get that out in the world. In here, I need you to pray for me. I need you to love me. I need you to hug me. I need you to let me know everything's going to be all right. I need you to let me know it's been a bad week for you too. But together, we can make it. You pray for me. I pray for you. We pray for one another and watch God change something. I pray for you. You pray for me. We pray for one another. And God's going to do it. That's what we need in the church. My God, if we ever 
coming here to get a, to be a blessing. If we ever make it all about Jesus, you know that God will start walking up and down the aisles, between the aisles, and you want to talk about getting blessed? You want to talk about having a good time? You want to talk about seeing the manifestation of God? God is waiting on us. God wants to do more in us, through us, by us, than what we can ever imagine. God is up to something. And if we ever allow self to get out the way and let Christ be Christ, I guarantee you there's not a Sunday that you will come and not walk out of here with a higher level of who Christ is. That's what this is all about. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This one that says, for one is given a word of wisdom. Word of wisdom is that when you know something in the future. No way for you to know it's through a dream, it's through impression, it's through your spirit, but it's, you know something in the future. If you study Old Testament, the prophet of Elijah and Elisha, you would see these operating in their lives. They was prophets and they operated in these. Now they are named and we just have a picture of it. Nobody operates in the manifestation gifts all the time. Let me say this again. Nobody carries these gifts. It's not by our will. It's by the will of the Holy Spirit. You just make yourself available. The only one that is used that for some people have it all the time at will is talking in tongues and that's only when it's hooked up to intercessory prayer. Amen. It is not the one that equals prophecy. Prophecy is when God is speaking through the person and they're speaking in tongues then God will give an interpretation. Most tongues are given as a prayer language where your spirit is praying to God. It's not about you doing it in the front of the church, out in the church. It's in your private home. It's up under your breath because God has laid on your heart the burden for somebody else and you have gotten up under somebody's burden and praying that God will make a change. Word of knowledge is knowing something right now and there's no way you know. There was a time you can ask my wife that there was time when I would be up all night, get up, praying, and I, in the morning I would tell her somebody just died. Somebody knew Mr. Jack. I knew it. There was no way for me to know it, but I knew it. And I would tell her, she asked, I'll be up at 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock, just praying. And, and she said, what's wrong? I said, I don't know, there's a burden. And in the morning, I would know without a shadow of a doubt that somebody had died. I knew there was no way for me to know. Word of knowledge, to know something that currently has happened. And God has shown it to you so you can pray through. Prophecy. Prophecy is when God speaks to a person to, to help the individual that they speak to to encourage the church to run and see what the, see, see what the end is going to be. Sometimes we just need a right now word. It can be one word, but it's in the word 
not outside of the word. It's in the word to direct your attention to the word, by the word, because it comes from the word. Amen? Don't let nobody run your life. Let the Holy Ghost run your life. Don't go seeking somebody to give you direction. God will give you direction. Calling up 1-800-PSYCHIC for the day. Look at the horoscope. Look at that Chinese cookie, cookie, Chinese cookie with the inscription and bleep. Wait a minute. Read the word. Read the word. There is a word for you. It's in the word. There is a... Let me hurry. Let me hurry. Let me hurry. Let me hurry. I'm not going to finish it. I'm not going to finish it. I see now. I'm not going to finish it. There is distinguishing of spirit. There's sometimes where people are gifted to know whether the spirit is of God or of the Lord. It's, it's of the, it, you can tell from which is the source of that spirit. Now, I'm tired of folks seeing demons in, in lamps. <laughs> I, I, I'm tired of folks seeing demons on benches. The lamp flickers, so it must have a demon. Everything is not a spirit. Oh, that's a spirit of that. Oh, that's a spirit. Shut up, shut up, shut up. If you really saw a manifestation of a demon, you would run. Don't have a clue what they talking about. Don't have a clue. Don't have a clue. Don't have a clue. Don't have a clue. When you have dealt in that area, you don't want to deal in that area. You don't want to go there. We're not go there unless God sends me there. I done dealt with stuff like that. You don't want to deal with stuff like that. My God, if you don't know what you're talking about, don't talk about it. My God, don't have a clue. And I'm saying this with all the love in me because you don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've dealt with. Thank God I dealt but I would not want to go back to that stuff. Don't have a clue. When God drags you into that stuff, it's not stuff you play with. We'll lose your mind. We'll lose your mind if God don't keep your mind. Interpretation of tongue, God give it. Listen, here go Paul. Paul in Acts 19, if I'm not mistaken. Here he is. He is someplace, and it says, and for this time, the Spirit gave him special miracles. Handkerchiefs is all, come off in healing folks. But hold on, you go to the book of, uh, of Philippi. Here, Epaphra, uh, Epaphroditus is sick. And Paul is praying, even on to death. He is sick so long that the letter reached the children of, 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 of Philippi and tells them he's sick and they're worried about it, which means he's sick for a long time. Here he is right there with 
Paul, and Paul is helpless to do anything for him. The only thing Paul can do is pray the prayer of faith. Why? Because the anointing wasn't on him to heal him. It's as the spirit wills, not, and here folks have the nerves to set up prayer cloth on TV telling folks, if you send me 1999, I'll And here we go, writing our checks. being nice. I really am being nice. And we are, people are, people are taking advantage because we don't understand. People are, how can I say, they are raping the church. And because they promised something that God didn't promise, and when it doesn't come true, we are hurt and destroyed. In the metaphys, in the, in the, those are power gifts. They, they expose the power, the, the attributes of God. They show power. It's, it's, it's evident that it's supernatural when it happens. It's evident that's a move of God. In Romans chapter uh, 12, where we deal with those other gifts in verse 6, what happens there, they are called motivational gifts. That is wrapped up in your personality. It's a characteristic that you show the personality or the character of God. God is mercy. God does give. He's a, he's a general giver. God does show the truth. He's a perceiver. God, and each one of them I can go through. God is a teacher. He wants us to know. Each one of them show God as who he is, which means that when we work in our natural motivation of a gift, when it's filled with the spirit of God, it shows Christ. Amen. Hold on. If it is being used without showing Christ, then it's us that is doing it and we got a wrong attitude about it. But when you do it and it shows Christ, then the Holy Spirit got in and has given power to what we do. You know what? You can put food on a plate and either curse somebody or bless somebody. Let me explain. If you throwing it on the plate like it's slop, (laughs) 
if you got an attitude while you're doing it, no matter what you do. If you're acting like I ought to be privileged because But when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, get self out the way, get ego out the way, come in here that the name of Jesus may be blessed. I don't know about you. He's been good to me, so I have come to lift up the name of Jesus. He's the best thing that ever happened to me. So if he want to use me, I want to be used. Whatever it is, if it's picking up a piece of paper that's on the bench next to you, instead of leaving it and saying it's for the janitor, wait a minute, aren't you part of the body of Christ? If God put it on your heart to pick it up, pick it up with joy. Oh, 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 see, we want credit from folks. Who want credit from folks when God will bless you when you're doing it for him? Guess what? We got a choice. We can get the praises of people or the blessing of God. Let me say that again. We can get the praises of people or the blessings of God. Which one would you prefer? Would you prefer for folks to say how good you was? Or would you prefer God to say, that's my child. Look what she did. Look what he did. I'm going to bless his socks off with his shoes on. I'm going to bless her socks, her stockings off with her. There's something about Jesus that makes everything okay. If the church ever begin to major in the majors and minor in the minor. But what you mean by that? Most of the time, we making minor things major and making the major thing minor. Well, name me a major thing. His name. Oh, his name. Oh, his name is Jesus. Let him be praised in heaven by the angels. Oh, let him be praised in nature by all that he created. But let him, surely, let him, surely, let him be praised by those who've been washed in the blood. Let him be praised by those who are new creatures, let him be praised by those who've been saved. Let him be praised by those who've been forgiven. Let him be praised by those he kept you, he brought you, he made you. He's been good, he's been good in the church in the church he been good wait a minute if the lion can roar about his glory if the bird can say tweety tweet tweet about his glory if the chipmunk can 
about his glory. Oh, surely those he died for, surely those he rose for, surely those he gifted, surely those he sanctified, surely those he's keeping his mind, surely those he healed can give, can give, can give. Our Jesus, our Redeemer, our Waymaker, our Alpha, Omega, bright and morning star. Surely the church, the church, the church, the church, the born again church can give, can give, can give. Jesus, 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 the prey. You ought to stand up on your feet and give Jesus the prey. If you've been saved, if you've been sanctified, if you've been washing the blood, if he kept you, if he made you, give, 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 give Jesus the praise. 